Preaching this to him on Wednesday. I just want to know right here in New Jersey, in ATL, I want to know who really ready to receive what God's about to give us today. Don't play with it. I want to read a scripture, guys. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18. I'm going to read one verse. We are going to work today. And come on now. Y'all gave me permission to teach you this month. We're going to run next month, maybe. But this month, you gave me permission to break this down so it can forever and consistently be broken. And Ephesians 6, verse 18, I have never seen this before, guys. I've never seen this before. And I want to share this. I've seen this scripture before, but I've never seen what I saw in this scripture. And I want to share this to you, with you, and I believe it will revolutionize the way you see prayer. Ephesians 6, 18, and pray in the Spirit on some occasions. On a few occasions, on most occasions, no, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers, with all kinds of prayers and requests, with all kinds of prayers and requests. I want to talk from this subject in our time together. That's not the right one. Put your hands together, New Jersey. Put your hands together, ATL. That's, that's, not, that's not the right one. That's, that's not the right one. It's not the right one. As I was preparing for this preaching presentation, I reflected on an experience I had with uh, my counselor, several years ago, I was articulating my agitation with some things that were transpiring in my life. And he looked at me very intently and asked my permission to speak very candidly to me. And I'm like, keep it Rizzio with me. <laughs> Tell me just like it T.I. is. He said, Darius, I think, it messed me up. He says, I think you unconsciously, so you don't, you're not even aware of it, expect to control outcomes. <laughs> Your agitation is an indication that you don't have a revelation, that you can only control your activity. You can't control the outcome. Come on, talk to me. You can control what you do. You can't control what happens. You can try to influence outcomes. You can put yourself in position for the most favorable outcome. But you cannot control outcomes. And then he gave me a revelation that made me reflect on an experience that I had with my father when he made my sister and I work a garden that he planted one year. You can plant seed, you can till the ground, but you cannot make it rain. Did you hear what I just said? I said, you can plant seed, you can till the ground, but you cannot make it rain. You can network, but you cannot make it rain. You can get a degree, but you cannot make it rain. You can interview well, but you cannot make it rain. You can network well, but you cannot make it rain. You can improve your skill, but you cannot make it rain. But I got good news. Y'all aren't talking to me today. 
I said, I got good news. If I was a secularist, I would be in trouble. If I was an atheist, I would be in trouble because it would all be on me. But because I'm not, because I'm a man of faith, I got a cheat code. Did you hear what I just said? I said, because I'm a man of faith, I got a cheat code. What do you mean, Darius? I can't make it rain, but I know who can. Y'all better come get me today. I said, I can't make it rain, but I know the rainmaker. And his name is J-E-S-U-S. And when I plant the seed, I know how to send the bat signal to the rainmaker. And he can do what can't be done. He can open doors that no man can shut. He can close doors that no man can open. Is there anybody honest enough to admit that I'm here today? Not just because I planted seed, but because I know the rainmaker. And God made it rain in my life. I can't make it rain, but I know the rainmaker. And I know how to get the rainmaker to respond. <laughs> Y'all not talking to me today. I said, I know how to get the rainmaker to respond. How do you get them to respond, Darius? You get them to respond through prayer. Prayer is my invitation for his intervention in my situation. Prayer is an indication that I got a revelation of my own limitations, that there are some things I can't do on my own. But just because I have some limitations doesn't mean I'm limited because I got access to the one. who has no limits and no boundaries. And I want you to pause for the cause and reflect on everything you survived. I want you to reflect on all your success. I want you to reflect on all your advancement. And I know some of you are gonna credit it to your hard work. And some of you are gonna credit it to your degree. And some of you are gonna credit it to your hookups. But for some of us in the room, we're gonna look at what happened and say, God did. Who got you through school? God did. Who got you through divorce? God did. Who kept food on the table? God did. Who opened doors for you? God did. And you think I'm gonna come in church and sit like I did? You think I'm gonna come in church and sit like you did when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me? Give somebody an air high five and tell them this praise is because God did. I can't even tell you everything he did. I can't even testify about everything he did. You just need to know that God did it. And this is why I'm excited about 2023. This is why I'm enthusiastic about 2023, because my Bible tells me he's the same. Yesterday, today, and forevermore. I'm not just shouting over what he did. I'm shouting over what he's getting ready to do. 
This praise is a prophetic praise. Just one more time. I don't know what's on me this morning. Just one more time. Just tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, watch me prophesy with this next praise. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. They thought you were screaming, you were prophesying. They thought you were yelling, you were prophesying. The bigness of my shout is how big I'm believing God to blow my mind this year. Sit down, New Jersey, sit down, ATL. I know I can plant the seed, work hard. You got to plant seed. No harvest without planting seed. So you got to work hard. You got to prepare yourself. You've got to put in the work. You've, 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 you've got to do that part. You've got to till the ground. You've got to be willing to work through some hard places and hard spaces, right? You've got to be able to do that. You, you, you got to do that. But then after you've done that, you need to know. Only God can make it rain. Here's the problem. Are y'all okay? If you're okay, say yes. Here's the problem. Many Christians have been trained to wait for rain. When in the Bible, I'm instructed to ask for it. You wait on it. I'm going to ask for it. Now, he's going to send it when he get ready. But if it's delayed, it's going to be because he chose to delay it. It's not going to be going to be because I chose not to ask. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. Ask for rain. Ask for rain. Ask for rain. Don't just wait for rain. Ask for rain. You have not because you ask not. Ask for rain. God will sort out his will. His will is his business. Your faith is your business. I got to move on, but I smell something. I got to go. I said, I smell something. What you smell? I smell rain. Somebody been asking God to send some rain. Somebody's been asking God to blow your mind. I'm telling somebody, if you put in the practice what God is teaching us through this series, you're going to have to leave your house every day this year with an umbrella. I got to. Did you hear what I said? 
I need you to keep an umbrella in your car. Why? Because the way I'm praying, I just believe any day now. God's going to make it rain in my life. Prayer is the way you call on the rainmaker. People talk about things like the favor of God. I ask for it. I ask for it. Do y'all hear what I said? Yeah, I don't just like wait for it or hope favor follow me. I ask for it. I ask for it regularly. People talk about wisdom. I don't just wait for wisdom. I ask for it. I pray for it. So you did it for Solomon. And he was, woo. Y'all not talking to me. He definitely was not perfect. And you gave it to him. So if you can give it to Solomon. Y'all aren't talking to me. Look at me, ATL. If he did it for Solomon, he can do it for you. Prayer is the way I call on the rainmaker. Now, here it is. I'm getting ready to say something with you. When something is this important, you cannot afford to be elementary in your understanding and practice of it. Look at me. It's too important for us to be elementary. It's time to graduate. You got to go to... When it comes to something like prayer... You can't be elementary here. To, you, am I making sense? You can be elementary in some areas and it not adversely impact you. Prayer is not one of those areas. Wave at me if I'm making sense. Life is too arduous, too onerous, too laborious, too strenuous for us to have an elementary and underdeveloped prayer life. Did you hear what I just said? You have too many people in your life whose emotional unhealthiness doesn't allow them to want to see you to win, uh, to, 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 mm, to have a shallow prayer life. You are dealing with too much insecurity around you to have a shallow prayer life. You are navigating through too many landmines of jealousy and competitiveness and sabotage for you to have a shallow prayer life. You are dealing with a government that is too unstable and an economy that is too volatile for you to have an underdeveloped prayer life. You're dealing with a job market that is too unpredictable for you to have an underdeveloped prayer life. You are raising children in a society that is coming, becoming way more complicated for you to have an underdeveloped prayer life. This is the year that if you're going to multiply, you got to develop mastery. It cannot be elementary. It cannot be junior high. It cannot be high school. It cannot be undergrad. This is an area where we need mastery. You need mastery. Oh, you know, I pray a little bit. You need mastery. I talk to God in my own way. You need mastery. I call him when I need him. You need mastery. My grandmama pray. My mama pray. So when I need to get a prayer through, I can call them. What happens when you can't reach them? What happened when God take them with him to heaven? Yeah. 
mastery. And in Ephesians chapter 6, Paul takes us from junior high, high school, undergrad, to mastery. This Ephesians 6, this for those that want the next level. This Ephesians 6, this for the serious, not the curious. This Ephesians 6 is for people that got the attitude of Jacob when he wrestled with God all night long and the angel said, let me go. And Jacob looked at that angel and said, I will not. Y'all better come get me. I will not let you go until you bless me. This is for people that will say, I'm not leaving. 2023 without getting everything God want me to have. That's who Ephesians 6 for. Ephesians 6 is not for those who are, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. That's okay, but that's elementary. Yeah, Ephesians 6 is not for God is grace. God is good. Let us thank him for food. By his hands we are fed. Thank you, Lord, for daily bread. That's, that's important. That's elementary. With what you're dealing with, you need mastery. You might not have mastery in every area. You got to have mastery in this area. The devil knows that. That's why he fight you so hard. Y'all aren't talking to me. He fight you so hard because he is afraid of who you gonna be and what you gonna do when you get this area right. He looking at you and saying, they a handful right now and they still working on their prayer life. I'm not gonna be able to do anything with them. Come on, you're smart, you're innovative, you're deliberate, you're focused, you're imaginative, you're resilient, you're teachable, you're coachable, you're trainable, you're resourceful, you're anointed, you're spirit-filled. When you put some prayer on top of all of that, the devil is not going to be able to handle you. So Paul here in Ephesians 6, this mastery. Listen to what he says to believers in Ephesus. He's saying it to us. And pray in the spirit. Come on, I've taught you that. Pray in the spirit. Meaning, allow the Holy Spirit to pray through you in an unintelligible tongue, glossolalia, or, and, or, allow the Holy Spirit to prompt your heart on what to pray for. So if something comes to your heart that you need to pray about, don't quench the prompting. Resisting the prompting is quenching the spirit. I don't care if you're on the peloton. If something say pray for your child, you better walk and pray. I need somebody to talk back to me. I don't care if you riding your bike. If something say call your mama name, you better call your mama name because they might be on the interstate and the enemy might have a wreck planned for them. But your prayer 
the hands. He says, pray in the spirit. Listen to this, on all occasions. Here's the way Pastor Chris Hodges puts it. Prayer should be your first response, not your last resort. So last week, what I taught you about prayer with the X prayer model, that is to cultivate intimacy with God, right? That, that's just to, that's, that's to help you grow in godliness. But so that is, that is a type of prayer. But Paul says on all occasions. So, so am I making sense? So what does it mean? It means in every situation. So, oh, that's a little thing. I'm not gonna pray about that. No, no, no. You pray about little things so that they become big things. I'm applying for grad school, pastor. Pray first. I'm applying for the promotion. Pray first. I'm getting ready to put in a bid for this. Pray first. I'm praying for, to scale my company, to scale my restaurant, to scale my business. Pray first. I got bad news. Pray first. First response. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But this is what he says. Alex, this is what messed me up. He said, pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. I say, wait a minute, Paul. Wait a minute. What you mean all kinds of prayers? You mean to tell me there's more than one kind? Y'all aren't talking to me. You, you, wait a minute. You, what you mean all kinds? You, you, you mean like when I eat my food and when I go to sleep at night? What, like what? What do you mean? Pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds. And I saw something in scripture, guys. There are all kinds of prayer because different problems require different kinds of prayer. Did you hear what I just said? I said there are all kinds of prayer because different problems require a different kind. Prove it to me, Darius. All right. In Matthew chapter 17, verse 19, Jesus' disciples are attempting to perform an exorcism. They are unable to do so. The father of the little boy who needed spiritual intervention goes to Jesus. He's frustrated. He said, I brought my son to your team and they couldn't help him. Jesus said, bring the boy to me. Jesus broke the spiritual stronghold, set this man free, right? Because all problems, all situations don't have the same source. And the source of the situation determines the strategy you need to use. So sometimes life happens, and then sometimes the devil happens. And based on the source, that determines the strategy. So Jesus saw that this man's issue had a spiritual source, so he set him free. And the Bible says in verse 19, when they left, I don't even have time to deal with this, because this is, this is what great mentees do because some of us are in a season where in order to multiply your multiplication is going to come through some kind of mentorship 
but the person you need is a person who has mastery and people who have mastery have mastered mentorship but if you need if you're going to be mentored by somebody who's got mastery then you got to master how to be a mentee and a mentee knows how to ask questions they are not too busy trying to impress people that they've been assigned to learn from I need somebody to say I'm not trying to impress nobody number one they not paying my bills number two they not paying my bills number three they not paying my bills number four they are not paying and so many people are trying to impress people they should be learning from and when somebody is great at something they are almost unimpressible they seem <laughs> they seem too much did you hear what I said yeah they become way more impressed with character than competence because if they great at what they do they see a lot of competence what they don't see a lot of is character are y'all bored or y'all okay the disciples say why couldn't we cast it out they didn't have a pity party because they got it wrong average person right there it didn't go right you quit I'm through Jesus I'm through I quit I tried and it didn't work I ain't anointed I knew I shouldn't have messed up in 95 when I went to prom I knew it was gonna come back and get me no they failed forward they had a mindset shift it's my mindset sometimes you lose sometimes you learn sometimes you win sometimes you learn it ain't a loss if you get a lesson no L's this year I need somebody to talk back to me no I'm taking no L's in 2023 I'm taking no losses I'm only taking lessons the disciples asked why could we not cast it out and Jesus said to them because of your unbelief for surely I say to you if you have faith the mustard seed you will say to this mountain move on from here and it will move and nothing will be impossible for you however talk back to me however this kind only goes out by prayer and he said come on you prayed but it wasn't the right kind of prayer because this required prayer and fasting y'all aren't talking to me he's saying this don't work on that and there are some times where we're praying and things aren't moving not because prayer is wrong but because we're praying the wrong type This new to me. Y'all just, y'all just, maybe y'all saw this already. This is. He said, he said, no, no, no. That kind right there? That don't move with your now me. Now I lay me down to sleep. 
See that kind right there? This right here? This right here? This right here? Yeah, this don't move with help me, Jesus. This right here don't move with come by here, my Lord. Am I making sense? He says, all kinds of prayers. There are times where we're dealing with a this kind of problem and we're trying to use a that kind of prayer and it doesn't work. And it isn't that prayer doesn't work. It's that that kind doesn't work with that issue. And I don't know about you. I'm too old to be praying the wrong kind. Y'all aren't talking to me. Yeah. So, so it's important to me to know what type of prayer I need to pray in what type of situation. I, am I making sense? So maybe y'all knew this. I didn't know this, so I had to do some research to see the kinds of prayers that are in the Bible and what kind of prayer corresponds with that kind of problem. I found five of them if you got time. I can't hear you, NJ. I can't hear you, ATL. I said, I found five in the Bible. And I found five in the Bible and the problem they correspond to. Do I have your permission to give you all five? Okay, here it is. The first kind of prayer that I see in Scripture, this messed me up, guys, is invocation. Invocation. Lord, have mercy. This isn't, Brother Brock, a request for intervention. It's a request for intimacy. You're not asking God to do something. You're inviting him to show up. <laughs> you are invoking or inviting his presence. An invocation is not when you ask for a present. An invocation is when you ask for presents. Because there are some situations you in, you don't need a present. Some situations you're going to find yourself in, you need presents. When you're going through a breakup, you need, well, somebody, I need a present too, Pastor. But no, when you're going, it don't hurt, Pastor. When you're going through a breakup, you need presents. When you're standing at a graveside and having to bury somebody that you will not see again until you get to heaven, you don't need a Louis bag. You need presents. Did you hear what I just said? When you are in a downward emotional spiral and you are being captured by sadness. Come on! When you are in a low place emotionally and you can't shake yourself out of it. You don't need a present. You need presents. Because when you get presents, it's the presence of the king is an automatic eviction of things that are not like the kingdom. Did you hear what I just said? I said the presence of the king is the automatic eviction of things that aren't the part of a kingdom. 
2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. When he show up, some things automatically got to go out. You didn't hear what I just said. He said, when I show up, sadness got to go. Why? Because in my presence is the fullness of joy. And at my right hand, there are pleasures evermore. When I show up, anxiety got to go. When I show up, heartbreak has to cease. When I show up, sometimes you just need presence. When your nerves are getting the best of you, you're nervous. I used to be so nervous when I had to speak, right? And your nerves affect your ability to perform optimally. What did I need? I didn't need a present. I'm nervous. I need presents. He said, Mm-mm, Pastor, I don't have to pray for his presence because he's omnipresent. Do you know what that means? Right, omnipresent. That's not manifest presence. Omnipresence is not manifest presence. Omnipresence means that he's present everywhere. But it doesn't mean you experience his presence. I can be present in my house and you not experience me if I stay in my room. So if you need something from me, you can be in the same house as me and not get what you need from me because I'm present, but I'm not manifest. Prayer moves you from omnipresence to manifest presence. There's an Old Testament word called Shekinah. Y'all better come get me. Shekinah is manifest presence. It's the cabal. It is the weightiness. It's when he shows up in a way that is unexplainably, undeniably, irrevocably, unequivocally God. I'm telling some of us need to, we know how to pray for presence, but it's time to pray for some presence. Lord, I need to feel you. I need to sense you. I need you to show up. I need you to get on me. I'm getting ready to walk in this office. Walk in here with me. I'm getting ready to have this tough conversation. Don't you leave me by myself. I ain't even got time. I got to move on. But I can take you through scripture and I can show you instances where people like Moses would say, I ain't going unless you go with me. He was invoking the presence of God. He said, you sending me to do that? I'm not going. Unless you go with me. Invocation. Only time I saw invocation was on a program at church. I had no idea that I needed to appropriate that in my, appropriate that in my private prayer time. <laughs> so when I'm feeling sad, when my heart is broken, when I'm in a low place emotionally, when I feel myself in a downward spiral, the kind of prayer that solves that problem ain't binding and rebuking the devil. It's invocation. God, I need your presence. Oh my. Y'all got time? Number two, appreciation. 
Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 says, Don't be anxious by, about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with, 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 with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And when you do that, the peace of God. Come on here. The peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your heart. But the peace of God that passes all understanding doesn't guard your heart until Thanksgiving is attached to your prayer. Y'all aren't talking to me. Did you hear what I just said? Because watch this. Appreciation is an expression of gratitude and gratitude is the seed for more. Gratitude is an acknowledgement of God's contributions in the past and the request of him to do an encore. Now, if you don't know what an encore is, it's simply a request to do it again. It's simply a request to keep on doing it. Maybe you've been to shows and someone has performed in such a way that the crowd stands up and say, encore. When you start appreciating God, God doesn't just hear thank you. When you say thank you, God hear more than thank you. I got to go. When you hear thank you, God hear encore. When you say thank you, God say hears do it again. When you say thank you, God hears keep on doing it. Appreciation. It's the prayer you pray when you're dealing with seasons of impatience. and you get agitated by what hadn't happened yet. This prayer <laughs> reminds you of God's faithfulness in the past and resurrects your faith for the future. Tario, let's go. Here it is. Number three, intercession. Y'all not ready for this one? It literally means to stand in the gap. Okay, real quick, uh, Teddy, Joe, come up here. Joe, you coming up here because you got on the right coat. Come on. Y'all come on the stage. Just come on the stage real quick. Uh, Joe, you got on the right coat. You, you a man of God, so Teddy, you got to be the devil because you the, you got to be the devil. This all God. God is on him right here. 49ers, God is on him. You got to be the devil. All right. So here's Teddy representing the enemy or something evil trying to get to Joe. Got me? Okay, now go back, Teddy. Intercessor, intercession literally means to stand in the gap. So it means when I start praying for Joe, now come, Teddy. There are some things that the prayers of the righteous are pushing back from you. The devil's been trying to get to you. But when you intercede, you ain't getting to my children. Joe ain't doing the praying. I'm doing the praying. But God's protecting Joe because of my prayer. And is there anybody here that can testify? I'm going to stand in the gap for my family. I'm going to stand in the gap for my children. I'm going to stand in the gap for my church. There are some people in your life who are like Lazarus. They are spiritually dead or they're in a season where their faith is dead and they can't pray for their own resurrection. 
and you got to be like Mary and Martha and say, you ain't got it this season, but I got you. I feel like running in here. You ain't in your right mind in this season, but I got you. You don't believe God like you used to, but I got you. And God's going to raise your Lazarus because of the prayers of Mary and Martha. I'm done, Tario. Number four. Intercession, y'all. Number four, supplication. Woo. Supplicate to request. This is when God, I'm not asking you to stand in the gap for them. This right here about me. Y'all not, y'all not ready. <laughs> yeah. No, this right here, this about me, Jesus. Me and you got some stuff. It's me, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in the need of prayer. Joshua chapter 10 says on the day, verse 12, on the day the Lord gave Amorites victory over Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, son, stand still over Gibeon and you moon over the valley and the sun stood still and the moon stopped until the nation avenged itself of its enemies. As it is written in the book of Jashar, it's an apocryphal book, so us as Protestants, we see the apocryphal books, books that are in some Orthodox Bibles or Catholic Bibles, we see them as edifying. They're edifying, right? So they can be edifying, but they are not canonical. They are not a part of the canon. So this is what it says. The sun stopped in the middle of the day and delayed going down about a full day. Why? Because a man asked God to. You are not talking to me. Joshua said, Lord, I'm in the middle of a fight, and if it get dark, we are not going to win. So I need you to give me some more time. So I'm going to tell the sun, stand still. I'm going to tell the moon, hold your place. And I don't know, I feel this prophetically right now. Look at me, ATL. Look at me, New Jersey. Look at me, Change Global. God's getting ready to give somebody some more time. Put a praise on that. Y'all didn't. He said, I'm getting ready to make some things stand still until you catch up. I'm getting ready to make some things hold their place until you catch up. I'm going to take that ram and let that ram get tied in the thickets until you get there. I'm, I'm out of here. Number five. Number five, authority. See, this is not elementary. See, this masters. Come on, we've been working our way up progressively. Next week, I'm closing this thing out, talking about breaking bad. Some of y'all remember the show. Yeah, we need to break bad prayer habits. We learn from religious people. It's not elementary. This masters. 
See, prayer of authority. Look at this. In John 11, verse 41, it says, so they took away the stone. Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. I know you always hear me, but I say this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his feet wrapped with stripes of linen, cloth around his face, and Jesus said to them, take the grave clothes off and let him go. Notice Jesus told Lazarus to come forth. He didn't ask God to raise him. You go back, reread it. I'm right. Go back, reread it. The prayer of authority is different than any other prayer because in any other prayer, you talk to God about things. When you, when you graduate to prayer of authority, you start talking to things about God. Intercession is, Lord, would you raise Lazarus? Authority is, in the name of Jesus. Uh, okay, that's later, that's later. In the name of Jesus, get up. In the name of Jesus, fever, break. In the name of Jesus, organ, function. Body, you function the way God created you to function. If I got faith the size of the mustard seed, I don't just have to ask God about mountains. I can speak to mountains and not only tell them to move, but tell them where to go. Be thou removed and cast into the sea. I don't know who this is for, but this is your year to start operating in some authority, to start using the vested power of the name of Jesus to speak to the dead Lazaruses in your life and say, Lazarus, come forth and your life is about to change heaven is about to open over you the floodgates are about to overflow when you take these prayers and you attack the right problem with the right kind of prayer father I pray for the wisdom of God to use the weapon of prayer. We've heard and learned a lot today. So help us take what we've learned and apply it in our life. I thank you for this. Our life will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands all over this house. ATL, your stage manager's coming now. Come on, give him praise.